Hey everyone, I'm Sadevion and I'm the sun. I'm Marie Antoinette and I'm the moon and you're listening to the Twitches podcast. Go Twitches! Go Twitches! Bonjour, Sadevion. <laughs> <laughs> bonjour, 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 j'ai mis le Hi Marie, how are you? I'm good, how are you? That sounded so scripted. Hi Marie, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing alright. Yeah. I'm okay too. I'm going to take it back and say I'm okay. <laughs> I'm proud of you. You're honest. I appreciate that. This is part two from our previous episode. Um, what is it called? I forgot. It was high school theater. Oh, you know so much about the show. What show? This show. Oh. <laughs> Hello? No, Where are you? We're you recording the show. Twitches podcast right now, Marie. Yeah, but when you say show, I of course I automatically think about like theater shows. Oh my god. Well, speaking of, Marie's oh, a theater kid. Sad to say. Yeah. <laughs> she is a theater kid. Anyway, this is a continuation of the very long conversation we had before. We just have so much to say about it. Yes. Being theater kids in high school. In middle school, some of us elementary, and in college, you know. I, I had a question to ask you, actually. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, mentioning the ages and stuff, um, and keep in mind, Sadevion's 55. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sadevion, so he's been doing theater for multiple decades. Literally. Um, Sadevion started doing theater much earlier than I did, and I was wondering, what got you into it, and what kind, what was that experience like? Um, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. Um, in elementary school, I was like, I was really bored in classes because they just weren't, they weren't really challenging for me like at all. Sounds about you. And so my school was like, maybe he has a learning disability. Why are you laughing? (laughs) Why are you laughing? They were like, maybe he has a learning disability. And so they like tested me and they were like, no, he does not have a learning disability. And then they were like, maybe we should test him for highly gifted and talented. And so they did. And I was highly gifted and talented. And they were like, so what you're doing right now is not challenging you. And that's why you don't pay attention in class and you talk all the time. So we need to find you something to do. See, I think you're trying. <laughs> I think you're trying to fuck with me. <laughs> it's a quote from Precious. Y'all get into we it. We watched Precious uh, a few so days ago. It was really good. Um, they were like, yeah. So then th- my principal like recommended that I join theater in our elementary school. And I was like, girl, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> um, Wait, I so joined... you guys had like a full-fledged theater program? Sort of, kind of. Okay. It was like a sign up if you can. And it was kind of like two kids in there. Um, and Miss Natina Barrio, shout out to you. I love her so much. She um, she was the theater teacher and we had rehearsals after school every day. And so I started going and she was like, guys, we're going to do the Jungle Book. Oh. And I was like, girl, Wait, okay. Oh no, I know who you were. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so we did the auditions. And I was Miss Baloo. Miss Baloo. And it was the tight cast. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was the build. That is why. No, um, I was Baloo. And then after that, I just That's never stopped. She was so encouraging to me. I mean, looking back, I was terrible. Like, back then, like, doing those shows. I did so many. Like, we did quite a few. They were all very bad. But that's when I started. And she was like, you... Oh! This is a good. She was like... 
She was like, I really see you doing theater. So she was like, you have to audition for DSA, sixth grade. This is oh, after fifth grade. Okay, okay. So I did it from third grade to fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And at that point, she was like, you have to audition for DSA. And so I did all of the audition and everything. Um, and I went to everything. There's a lot about the process to get into DSA, some bullshit. Um, and then, this is so long for nothing. And then I didn't turn in one of the essays. Oh, was it the essay about why, or like why you want to go there, why you're passionate about theater? There were two back then. I can't. I, one of them oh, is the two. one of them is the like why are you passionate, about why do you do theater? And then the other one I can't remember. I did not turn one of them in. Okay, so it switched up a little. Yes, okay. it did. Uh, yeah, they made it a lot easier for other people to get in later on. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I didn't get in. That's how I started doing theater. Okay. And Being then, a theater child was weird. Um, yeah. And then you, like, re-auditioned for, um, in eighth grade for your freshman year of high school? Yes. Okay. I continued through middle school. Yeah. Shady. <laughs> Let me tell y'all about, <laughs> I told you about this. When I was like, I'm gonna audition for DSA, oh, um, in eighth grade to get into ninth grade for high school, um... One of the theater teachers I had in middle school was like, one of them, shout out to Miss Al Nakib, love you so much. She was like, oh my God, perfect. Yeah, you're going to get in. I love it. And she was like, we'll work your monologue. She helped me so much. The other one, she, she said, said, you're a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> you're a dummy, bitch. Don't nobody want you. Don't nobody need you. <laughs> Another precious quote. Um, she was like, oh, DSA, huh? She was like. I think you should probably try auditioning to get into stagecraft. That way you can for sure get in and then try switching your major. I told you this. Why are you shocked? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like the, sorry, the audacity. You want to know what's the best karma? I told you about this too. Mm -hmm. Our senior year, my senior year, Marie Antoinette's (gasps) junior year. Yeah. We got to like go and watch and sit in on auditions. And I walk out to use the bathroom and there's Miss... <laughs> Should I say her name? No. Okay. No. 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 There is Miss... Miss Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there's Miss Bitch standing there with her daughter waiting for their audition. I said, hmm. Did she get in? No. Womp <laughs> womp. Maybe she should audition for stagecraft so that she can switch. Oh my god. I just felt so good knowing her daughter didn't get in. And I know her daughter didn't do anything to me, but she was so evil and rude to me. You see, the thing about Sedavion is that he wishes bad on his enemies. I do. He wishes them the worst. Yeah, I do. Some people are like, take the higher route. No. Like, I, you don't deserve great things. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking to someone. I was talking to someone about this the other day and tell me if you relate. Um, and I know that I carry this from middle school and I know that DSA helped foster and build a wall around it so that it was very secure into who I am as a black theater person in any educational space. I always am like anxiously waiting to prove myself. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. For example, I'll just say at DSA so we can relate. <laughs> um, at DSA, and I know I'm not the only one who feels this, but in my experience, I was like waiting 
for the moment that I got a good role or a lead so that people could finally see me as talented. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, sorry, <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> she just looked blank like a deer in headlights. Hello. Okay. Um, I, I do think I experienced that. Not specifically like... In shows, I think I get really excited when I'm in shows because it's like, oh, you get to show them what you're made of. But I think for me, I take every... I've noticed that um, at my new school right now, I take every little opportunity where I'm acting like really, really seriously. And I think this is also a part of like the whole perfectionism thing, which again something that I it's I don't think it's good I don't think it's good at all it's not um (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're welcome Um, um I really feel like everything I do no matter how small it is whether it's a monologue whether it's a scene whether we're like literally reading off of a paper reading a few lines in class it has to be um the like my personal best so that I'm only putting my best self out there, which I feel like, you know, when it comes to educational theater, it's all about learning and playing and taking risks. Cause you don't necessarily get to do that in the theater world all the time. So that's kind of supposed to be the difference between the educational theater world, growing your craft and having that space to play and push yourself and well, you're allowed to say. fall. And <laughs> that's what they say. We can get, okay, let's get into that after this. Mm-hmm. You know, fall. Um, but you know, you're able to get back up. But for me, I kind of, I, I don't like falling in front of other people. I like falling when I'm in my room alone <laughs> and no one can see me. So that's the time for me to do things not the way I prefer to do them. I would rather not do it in class. Um, but yeah, I, mm. I have a thing where I do feel like every little thing I do is giving people bits of me as an actor. Um, so it does need to be like really, really good. Yeah. I think in our high school, there were the people that were categorized as like the favorites mm-hmm. or like the talented. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think like secretly, we all want to be named on that list. How do you feel about that statement? Yeah, I do think that's true. I feel like I, I want to say no, but... I don't, I don't know if that's, I mean, for myself personally, because I do think that that is a thing. It feels good to feel like, wow, people, people think that I'm good at what I do, even though, you know, it's supposed to, you know, they always tell you it's supposed to be you that feels it. And that is true. But it also feels really good to know that you work really hard at something and to have some external validation, especially Mm -hmm. if you admire some people, like if they're your theater teachers and you really admire them or something. So yeah, I do think there's a lot of truth to that statement. Yeah. And when I think of the list, like early on the Mm -hmm. list, this is like, there's not actually like, this isn't written in stone. It's just like, (laughs) Oh, you mean you didn't go to the The thing that was written on the whiteboard every day. Um, (laughs) But on the list, I think were people who have had the opportunities to have, multiple leading roles and prove themselves to be versatile or talented in many ways. So like the patiently waiting thing was just kind of like, okay, well when it happens for me, then we'll know if I make it on the list or not, that'll make or break. So I think that's the patiently waiting thing. And that absolutely was me in middle school for sure. And now in college, 
Which doesn't feel great. I'm just like waiting. I feel like. I don't want to see it. Yeah, I'm just TikTok on the clock. I feel like old bag of bones just <laughs> rotten in the corner. Hello. Yeah, about the about the thing in high school, that is definitely so true about like the people that were in shows more. They got more exposure and they also got... Um, as Sadavion said before, that, you know, is really the time where you get to better yourself while you're actually in the shows and stuff. So they got that time to do that. I think that um, in high school, I shows were really like the thing for me that I that I used. Um, and I also think that I started taking note of just people that I see within like my class and that uh, when we do like in class things and stuff other people when we're just doing like assignments not big shows people that I'm like oh my gosh they are so incredibly talented and I'm so upset that I haven't gotten to see much of their work um so that was that was a really interesting thing to pick out and who gets those opportunities but I think it changed in high school be I mean not high school in college because even though I've only gone through one full semester and I've only done one show and it was like an ensemble based show um so we were we all got our moments to shine. No one really like topped anyone. I think because we do so many scenes and so many monologues in class, that's the time that I really use. I feel like I feel like those are my moments to really show it. I guess I, I think a show would also be nice. I don't know why my mind mind mindset changed so much, but I'm like a little less show I need a show to show it driven. And a little more in every bit of work I do. Love that for you. I'm not there. But, um, cute question. Are you going to ask me my Bill and Origin story for theater? (laughs) (laughs) Can y'all tell I'm tired? Um, Marie, what's your, um, Bill and Origin story? Origin story? Oh my gosh! You're so sweet. Um, so <laughs> whereas Sadavion started and stop it, he has a look on his face. Whereas Sadavion started in third grade, I started in seventh grade. Oh my god, how old are you? Forty. So <laughs> <laughs> probably around there. So late start. <laughs> I think I was Ooh. like twelve, thirteen. Ooh. Um, so we had like our different electives. The school I went to. Um, for middle school was really, really, it was new. It like only started, I want to say in the early 2000s. So, um, we didn't have, and we also, we were a charter school. So we got funding, uh, in a really interesting way. We didn't always have the most funds for our school. I'll say that. Um, (laughs) don't laugh. Um, our electives programs were new and they were very limited. I think they had like art and music. I was taking music at the time, um, and we have, like, one of those stages that, like, they open up, and on one side, it's, like, a cafeteria, our cafeteria, on the other side, it's the gym, um, so we were in music, and we do music on that quote-unquote stage, and a woman came in, crawling on the ground, and meowing like a cat, and everyone kind of looked at her, because, you know, this is, like, a a grown woman, um, just on the ground, and, uh, we were all like, okay. You know, some kids were ha-ha, key-keying. 
Um, and then when she was finally done, she was she gave a little and scene moment, and then she said, "Hi, I'm Mackenzie Maxwell. I'm the brand new drama teacher. Um, we're having a drama program. Surprise! I'm here to recruit people. Um, and that was all about importance of committing to a character. And we said work. <laughs> so I talked to my friends, and I was like, I think we should join drama. Uh, because <laughs> I we were like talking about it, like what elective should, we should do drama. And I remember I was thinking. The high school musicals, the Victoriouses, right. the Hannah Montana, all the cool kids, they do theater. All the cool kids right. do theater. Right. According to Disney Channel, that is what my mind told me. Right. Very much Troy Bolton could have went to Juilliard. Right. So, <laughs> right, right, right. we joined drama. Um, and basically drama is just like reading monologues and stuff. And we all get these monologues from like, it's like monologue blogger or, you know, one of those websites where you find a bunch of monologues on that are from monologue books and not from plays. Mm -hmm. Um, so we all got those. And then one day, Miss Maxwell was like, I want you to read this monologue from the diary of Anne Frank. And I was like, oh, okay. And she also gave it to two of my other friends. So we take the monologue and we read it. And Miss Maxwell seems to really like when I read it. And I don't know why. Um, I remember one day her daughters came in uh, to class and uh, she had me working it in class in front of everyone. And I was reading it and I couldn't stop laughing. Everything was funny. I don't know. I think I was playing with my friends. And I remember I was a hot mess. And I specifically remember, by the way, her daughters are so sweet, but I specifically remember one of them. I thought this was the funniest thing ever. Turning and saying, I thought mom said she was supposed to be good. <laughs> I couldn't keep it together during this monologue and that made me oh. laugh even harder. <laughs> that was so oh. funny. dragging She didn't you. even say it snarky. She said it like genuinely confused and that is what made it funny. <laughs> I thought this was a good one. <laughs> so that's exactly what it sounded like. Um, but anyways, we have these things called international days and basically they were assemblies with the whole school. We choose one country because I went to like a a global school. We learn different languages. Yeah, I went to an international school too. I don't know. <laughs> Not doing the most. <laughs> um, we do assemblies in front of everyone and we choose a specific country that a bunch of people would present on. Um, and during one of those assemblies, Miss Maxwell was like, I want some people to, I want you to do a monologue. I had this friend at the time. I'm not going to go too deep into this, but she was about to leave the school. She was What's there temporarily. Name? No, <laughs> she was there temporarily. She was about to leave the school. Um, so I was like, and we were all going to miss her. So I thought, and she was in theater too. So I was like, oh, as a celebration, is she going to read her monologue? She wasn't reading her monologue. I was confused. Miss Maxwell was like, no, you go read your monologue. And I was like, oh, okay. This is like international day. We're talking about like, I don't know, like Nigeria, Colombia. This is the Anne Frank monologue? Yes. Child. So she. Was it memorized? It was. It was right. memorized. She had me get up on the stage at the school assembly in front of everyone and do my monologue. They gave me my little microphone that cuts out every three seconds. Uh -huh. And I sat in a chair, and that was the first time I ever performed. I love that. That's was, so cute. And I also think it was the best I did the monologue, which was Work. so interesting. Um, did the people clap? They did. It was Work. crazy. And I think that was the start of people not liking me at school. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why this is my villain part. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah but eventually the next year um 
Miss Maxwell was just like, you know, you could go to a theater school if you want to. You should audition for DSA, and I'll help you. So she uh, she helps me pick some monologues, and she helps me work through them. And yeah, she is and the reason that I started. Somehow you got in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's the reason start I started doing theater, and I appreciate her so much. So shout out to Miss Mackenzie Maxwell. We're not giving shout outs. Okay, no, you get a shout out. So if you get a shout out, I get a shout out. I'm gonna bleep her name. No. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, so back to my question before. I thought that was the question, but anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> were, were you a favorite at DSA? Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. Um. I. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> deflecting, Your Honor. She's uh, deflecting. Okay, I I will say this. What are you gonna say? I think that <laughs> nothing is saying. I'm about to say it. First of all, answer the question and then give you a little bullshit mush mouth explanation. <laughs> I was going to say. Answer the question, Marie Antoinette. I think that a lot of people perceived me as a favorite. That is my answer. That's not the answer. I'm accepting. Yes or no? <laughs> um, I don't know. That's not an <laughs> option. Okay, but I don't know. There's no true way to know. I think there is. I think you. I think <laughs> you're trying to. You're trying to be congenial. You're trying to be Miss Congeniality here. Yes or no? World peace. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. For the sake of Sedavion's sick, twisted <laughs> mind, I will say yes. Okay. Interesting. Now go give your mush mouth explanation. <laughs> I think that a lot of people perceived me as a favorite. Um. I feel like it was really a thing of perception because I once had someone who's in stagecraft and design say hmm you're good you should be in more shows you really don't get cast I would have smacked that bitch with a plank of wood she's sick they are sick mm, you should try getting casted more (laughs) um but I think I I, I, I was given a lot of opportunities um, that I'm very, very grateful for. Um, and I recognize that not everyone was given those opportunities. There were people in my class who'd been there since sixth grade who hadn't gotten to be like a lead in a show. Like oh, not even just like a main stage, but just oh, any type of show. Or really like a role that let them shine. And I think these people are talented, so I'm surprised. Um, so. Okay. <laughs> we we're not doing that right now. <laughs> Positivity. Positive vibes. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that I was given a lot of roles. And I do think I had a good relationship with um, one of our directors. Um, arguably. No, not arguably. The head director of the program. But our theater teachers, like, it's it's not the hardest to be closer to them. There's, like, two of them. And, like, one of them's kind of, like, the one who makes sure that everything kind of just, like, works in place. You don't think it's hard to be close to them? Um... Mm, you were really close with one of them. You were really close with one of them. The new one. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is Maria Antoinette. Let me just say this. No, no, no. I I'm say, not even trying to do hold a thing. On. I, I say say their names. And Maria Antoinette's like, no, we can't say names. But then she's like, the new theater teacher that just got there right in her senior year. You know the one that's short. <laughs> she over here. You're the one that gave the script 
Please. Everybody know one of them been there for fifty years and the other one just got there. Please. Anyway, okay, go ahead. Um but yeah, I it, it was it was really it was really random. I don't even necessarily knew know how it happened. Um but yeah, I I, I would say that I'm perceived that way. How about you? Must sitting? be nice. How about you? Because you always do must, this. Must be must nice. Must be nice. What was me act? But the thing is, must, Sadevion, must be nice. <laughs> he's talented, and people recognize that he was talented. He was perceived as a talented person. So, what is your answer? I didn't ask you if you were perceived as talented. I said, were you a favorite? Oh. Okay. My answer is. So you're trying to tell me I can't act. <laughs> well, it's the shoe fit no, Um I was not a favorite in the theater department, but I was a favorite in the school overall, I think. What? Okay. I was very close with a lot of administrators. I was very close with a lot of academic teachers. Including our principal. Including okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah. And one of the theater teachers. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you think you were a favorite? In the theater department? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's also you being like, I was not a favorite. I was close to every single person that worked at the school, including the person who runs it. I said at the school, and... but not in the theater department. <laughs> and, but yeah, they hated me. <laughs> Dirt beneath their shoes. Yeah. Must be nice, Marianne. Um, I think in order to be a favorite, you have to be very close to... <laughs> Who? I said Shamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> you have to be very close to Shamalama. Um, and I was pretty close with her, but not as close as other people were. Um, I was closer to her than the average Joe. I'll say that. I think you have to be real up under her titty. And I don't think that I was that close. I think people, I think you were under her titty. I think people perceived me as significantly closer. I think you could have argued. You dressed up as her like every day. I dressed. <laughs> there was a teacher. Let me tell y'all. Let me tell. Go ahead. You get no. Let me just say this first. Marie Antoinette and this teacher called each other twin. And y'all know how best friends be like, hey twin. This that was them. Okay, okay, but the the thing that stemmed from was we had, like, a dress, like, a teacher's day thing, and I was like, this teacher has a very distinct style, and it's made up of all black clothing, and of course we all, you know, we have to wear black clothes as theater majors in high school, so a lot of us had black, and I happened to have that specific fit in my closet, and I was like, you know what would eat down if I <laughs> dressed exactly like her? It would be iconic. It would be the moment. So I did it, I did it, <laughs> and she saw me, and she got really excited, and that's where the twin thing stemmed from, but I think... Must be nice. <laughs> I think that we were arguably the same amount um, of clothes. I really appreciate this teacher. She's um, She's been really kind and encouraging, and she's yeah, another okay. person we, that I, I think we all A big person this in teacher. my journey. I think, we all, I think we all love Shamalama. okay? <laughs> okay? Thank you. Um, yeah. But I also want to let you know that, like, Sedanion was doing coffee runs for her. Sedanion was a TA for her. Do you know the difference between friends and slaves? (laughs) (laughs) You were her twin. I was her employee. Let's be clear. (laughs) Anyway. And I would do it too for a check. But they didn't pay. (laughs) It's not college. We did not get paid. Please. They should be. 
tragic. It's crusty, actually. <gasps> Let's talk. <laughs> Are you going to croak? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Um, do you feel that DSA was a toxic environment? The theater department, specifically. She's thinking, Your Honor. Um, my knee-jerk response is kind of... What did you just say? Knee-jerk. Did you say Negro response? Knee-jerk. Oh, my God. <laughs> Old my God. <laughs> Please. Someone doesn't know a little fun about uh-huh, language. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, my knee-jerk response um, was yes and... That that Shyamalan's favorite thing. Oh favorite my thing. god! I'm, that si- I'm literally throwing thing. up. I'm sick. <laughs> no, you're sick. <laughs> um, so I do think that the way things were run and okay, some people had some really negative things that some negative things that they felt, and that has to come from a place. I will say. I didn't always, I feel like I didn't always know what was going on. I was constantly trying to get the scoop. Don't get that twisted. But (laughs) I couldn't always get the scoop. So, and I also wasn't here for as long as these other people. Some things didn't happen within my class. So I didn't understand the dynamics of everything. Um, But there was this one, uh, there's this one presentation that we do. Um, The upperclassmen do it specifically. The upperclassmen, junior juniors and seniors were known as advanced and we do these projects that are supposed to be representations or not representations it's supposed we're supposed to communicate a message that's so personal it feels universal that's like literally the direct quote from the sheet of paper and basically it's a five minute performance only you can be in it you have to say depending on what grade you're in either one word or one line of text and it can't be your own. It has to be from like a book, play, movie, whatever, but it still has to fit in with your overall performance. And your performance has to have a beginning, middle, and end. And, you know, you have to use different technical elements. Uh, you could use costume, you can use props, you can use, um, I don't know, like projections or whatever, music. The world is your oyster. You could get really creative with these. Um, and you're also supposed to be vulnerable in them in one way. There is one student who chose... Um, to get up there and they had a headshot of the person in their class who's first in the alphabet according to last name and they said something about them they did a they did a little I don't remember what it was I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it was mo- I believe it was mostly positive it was pretty much positive we were like oh okay it went downhill from there when I tell you it started to spiral it started getting into why he didn't like people why he thought they weren't going to be anything in life, <laughs> why he doesn't like to be in the same room as them for too long, um, their flaws and how they need to fix them. It got messy. And by the time they got to the end, everyone was, I, I guess what, I. He didn't leave out the professors, by the way. He made sure to include the, the teachers, the two head teachers of the department. Yeah, he did put the, he did put the teachers in there. So yeah, um, and that was a really big thing that happened and that clearly came from something the there's a lot there's a lot from that but also specifically <laughs> what he said to one of the teachers um what do you say i don't i don't know if i want to recite anything that he said i'll say it since she won't 
the gist of his was that he didn't like this teacher and that she made him lose his passion for theater. It was her fault that he doesn't love doing theater anymore. What did he say to me? He said, it wasn't bad. It wasn't that bad. He said, it it doesn't hurt to be nice sometimes. Yeah. He was like, you're so mean. And I, like, I've been around you before. You can be nice. So why are you so mean? Yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, yeah, it really Someone shook Someone turned to you afterwards and said, I think you're nice. Who was? I think it was Aspen. I was a girl. Stop me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And you know what? I think they were trying to spare feelings. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I don't agree with you. <laughs> I don't agree with what you're saying. Are you getting at the fact that, like, that didn't come from nowhere? Like, you're saying, like, that had to be rooted in something about the department? About the department and also that person within themselves? I think it's in that person within themselves and it stops there. (laughs) But I, this person is not the only person who I've heard say that they've lost their passion for theater. Can we talk about the people who have lost their passion for theater? I just had this conversation yesterday. I truly believe... That if you lose your passion, it was not your passion. And I really stand firm in that. I can't imagine one thing in the face of the earth. They could literally demolish every single standing theater in the world. And that would not make me lose my passion for theater. They could stop Broadway for forever being a thing anymore. And that would not ruin my passion for Broadway. So I think some people, I was talking with someone the other day. A friend and they were telling me about how a friend of theirs was really mad about how college auditions are virtual cut it out <laughs> their friend was really mad about how their college auditions were virtual and how they were like it's making me lose my passion for theater and I was like well if that's the case it's not your passion baby if doing your audition online makes you not want to do theater then it's probably not that important to you so I think people who have lost their passion Probably need to dig into the fact that maybe it wasn't their life passion. Maybe it was just something they enjoyed doing for the time. And it had its moments and now it's gone. I am going to say that I disagree with that. Mm. Because I heard, I've heard i heard stories of people who have lost their passion from things. And I think a really negative experience can really screw something up for you. I do truly believe that. Um, and I've, I've heard people who've talked about their traumas attached to certain passions of theirs, like, you know, dance, theater, like specifically the art and it did make them lose their passion for it. And I think this kind of reminds me of what you were saying earlier about the theater world being cutthroat in a lot of ways. It doesn't, I feel like it doesn't have to be like that. And I feel like you recognize that, but you recognize also that that's what it is and you're willing to play within that. But I think a lot of people just do not appreciate the certain things that come with that. And I understand, and I understand how that could be heart-wrenching because at the end of the day, we're all people. And I believe that passions just like they can burn really intensely. They can also be stomped out, but I also think they could be reignited because I think people who said that they've lost their passion for something, so they took a break to rediscover it. I think that that's a true thing. So I don't think that it's like, if you lose your passion for something, it was never there in the first place. I do think that might be the case with some people. There's a difference between like really, really like freaking liking something and like, you know, loving it. Like you'd go to the end of the world for it. It's the reason that you wake up every morning and breathe fresh air. You know, there is a big difference between that. But I don't think that people losing that 
means that they um, they never had it in the first place. Also, sorry, this is a random tidbit about the toxic culture. I think the thing that was toxic is that uh, specifically, I, I, I don't think people liked the like uh, the favoritism culture and stuff like that. And then there was also like a lot of competition. I mentioned it in the other uh, in the other episode, but it wasn't necessarily healthy competition. There were some people that just like were not the kindest and there was not a reason to or like to be or they put other people down or there are some people that felt uh like they had gotten stuff like they felt like they were done wrong um because they didn't get their chance uh to shine and stuff and i think there also became a culture of like complaining uh which was a really big thing like we we went to an art school which is a very big privilege in itself uh so the fact that there was so much complaining was like kind of ridiculous and there was also kind of like a thing of laziness people did not want to work you get a lot of work because you're doing theater intensively a lot of people didn't want to work they wanted to take the shortcut which you know we're high school students it's gonna happen sometimes but the laziness plus the complaining it's you know it's not cute <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of us can agree that a lot of people that you're referring to, in my opinion, shouldn't be there in the first place. Um, because they were the laziest, they were the ones that complained the most, and they were the ones... Hmm. I'm going to word this the best way I can. They were the ones who had the least ability to complain or be lazy that was the shadiest thing i heard come out of your mouth during this that podcast was a, i promise you that was the nicest way i could have put what i really wanted to say okay. <laughs> uh-huh okay. so we'll put it that way um yeah did you want to oh what were you gonna say is there a complaining culture at your school now no, actually. Okay, here's the thing, though. I don't, I'm not really in the thick of my theater department just because I'm still figuring out what the feel of it is as a department. At DSA, I was like, oh, I know what the theater department is. I know where it is. Go downstairs to the L studio. I know who my teachers are. I know who my class is. And I know where my class and myself fit within that whole, you know, program. I felt the fact that I was a part of a department. Here, I am like, I am majoring in theater. Um, so is Sandra and Elliot and Gustav. Um, and that's all about I know. I don't necessarily feel the ensembleness of it yet. Um, but no, I don't really hear people complaining. I hear, you know, we, we in one of our classes, um, that's supposed to be like a BFA acting class because the way it works at our school, you start as a BA, which is just a Bachelor of Arts. It's kind of like a more a more general thing. You get to dip your toe into multiple different things. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you know, dip your toe into something else a little more. A Bachelor of Fine Arts is a little more focused and more intensive. And you're really focusing on that one thing. So, like, BFAs are specific. Um, our BFA program is only three years. So, I can't, um, I have to audition for it. And I can't be in it until I am a sophomore. So right now, I'm just a general theater BA, which I also think probably contributes to me not feeling the ensemble feel yet. But anyways, one of the classes I'm taking is a more advanced class. It's supposed to be like a BFA class that you take in your second semester. And I, we have a lot of assignments. So people are like, uh, 
they're kind of just like, this is a lot, which I will say it's a lot. They're quite literally like stacked on top of each other and you're doing this while doing this. And if you're in a show, you're like, oh gosh, um, which I'm, is that how your BFA is too? No. Okay. Well that's, well, that's how it is for this, like, one class and, you know, all that stuff. But I haven't heard anyone complaining. People are actually really happy to be there. People are happy to be there. They're like, I love this. Um, I, 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 it's interesting. A lot of people, I feel, there are there's a good amount of people who have done acting and they, that's why they're like, I want to go to college for theater. But there's also a good amount who are like, I want to be an actor in the future. I haven't really done... I haven't, I haven't really done it, so I'm going to do acting in college. I'm going to learn how to act. Yeah, um, my school, I've told you, is very similar to DSA because it's so small. I go to a private school, um, and the theater major is very small. It's actually less people in my theater major than there were at DSA. PWI. Uh, okay, thank you. You're right. Um, and so there is definitely a complaining culture. Um, that they're all white. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. They all just like... Ugh. And you know, I already tell you about the ones I don't like. Actually, I don't not like anyone anymore. That's a new, new thing for me. Oh, is it? <laughs> Toxic positivity? <laughs> Toxic positivity. Yeah. I'm not disliking anyone. Everyone that I dislike that I've told you, I'm going to treat them with kindness. You undislike them? Yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> I unblocked a lot of them. Not yeah, unblocked. I did. Toxic positivity is wild, y'all. Y'all should try it. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. It's theater school is weird. And I'm excited to be done with it. Yeah. You're it, <laughs> excited to be done. I, I'm excited to get to the part where I feel like I am, I feel like I'm obsessed with bettering my best. So I think I will feel so good when I can directly feel like I am growing. But the, I think the way that I look at growth is not the way you're supposed to look at it. Because I feel like the way I like to look at it is ideally I'm in class, I'm doing an exercise, and I can literally feel myself like leveling up. And that is not how it works. It's, I think it's really an over an overtime thing. And then you reflect and you're like, considering where I started from day one, I am so, like, I've, I've grown so much. Um, so I'm trying to figure myself out. Around that, but I like feeling, I like feeling pushed. I like feeling like what I am doing is helping me. And I also think I really like going in depth. I think that might be something that I feel like I'm missing at the moment. Going into minuscule detail and really digging out the heart of something. I really like scooping things out with my bare hands and like getting like the guts of it. I don't like <laughs> she's like doing it as she speaks. She's like clawing into her bed. I'm scared, your honor. You know, like we just like scoop out the pumpkin guts. I really like I really like scooping things I out don't like know. that. <laughs> oh, you don't I just, I, I don't know if everyone does this, but I scoop out, like, pumpkin guts that I'm going to carve with, like, my bare hand. It's mostly because you can really only get the ones at the bottom, at least I feel like, with my bare hands. But it's a good feeling. It feels like you're really, like, digging in. 
I have no response. <laughs> that is sick and demented. Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor. Um, she's out again. Um, must be nice to be in a place where you feel challenged. Oh, I never said that. I remember I oh. said I want to scoop into things. Oh, I thought you were saying, okay. I feel like everything I do, I allow it to challenge me. Not you dragging your school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never said that. Please. I feel like everything I do, I allow it to challenge me in some way. Um, like, I always consider something something new. Like, I, w- I just got cast as an understudy. And I was like, oh, I'm cast as an understudy for the first time. That's kind of a lie, because I was like an understudy and in the red and brown water. But I also had a role. But for this one, my big thing is oh, like... Oh, so we can name the shows, but we can't name the people. We talked wow. about In the Red and Wow, <laughs> um, wow. But for this one, I'm like in... Um, the big thing is understudy and ensemble. I'm kind of like a swing. And that's my first thing. So I'm like, oh, that's like a new challenge. I just... I take everything as a... Or not a new challenge. That's a new thing for me to explore. I take everything as a new thing. But the difference... Sedavion has been doing theater for like a long time, so it's hard to throw new things at him like that. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that that same energy that you were given in class when you don't paint, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. your gifted and talented is showing up. <laughs> I think she's trying to call me old, but she I mean, can go to hell. 55 is only middle aged, so you're the one that's making it over. Okay, we need it. I told you about middle aged. What? Middle aged is the middle of your life, so you never know when you're middle aged. See, Sedavion looked at me the other day and he was like, What if you're middle aged? <laughs> and I was like, Are you telling me that you want me to die at like 40? I think everyone will understand my logic. You never know when the middle of your life is. Like, ever. Mm-hmm. So you never know when you're actually middle-aged. Mm-hmm. So technically, you and I, and you're older than me, let's be clear, but you okay, and Okay, so I, just I, so I, you guys I, don't get confused, and old. I will give you our exact birth date, so Davion is older than me. Thank you. Go ahead. Anyway, Your Honor, um, <laughs> we could fully be middle-aged right now. We wouldn't know. And that is, I don't like the fact that you keep saying that. I'm just that. saying there's a possibility that you're a middle-aged off. woman. Stop trying there's to a, kill me There's off. a possibility that you are a middle-aged if woman. If Sedavion was writing the story of my life, he'd kill me <laughs> at like 25. She'd be done for. Very much so. <laughs> Sick and demented. And you're middle-aged. Wow. He wished it upon me, you guys. He wished it upon me. This is me sleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you're quarter-aged. Count your days. <laughs> Count your days. Wait. Like as in four quarters? As in... Because <laughs> that don't make no sense. Oh, I see what I was saying. I meant to say you're three No, you're right. I'm quarter age. I'm quarter age. I'm quarter age. I'm 20. Eight. So that three means I'm... Three-fourths. 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 I'll live till 80. Three-fourths. Nope. Three-fourths. No. Three-fourths. No. A good no. three-fourths. <laughs> three-fourths staged. Please, you're evil and demented. So the one who wished upon me that I was... <laughs> No, I'm just saying you could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is uh-huh. that or is that not true? Uh-huh. Let's talk about a whip. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we did a show called Peter and the Starcatcher. I was assistant directing it. Marie, Marie, Marie was... I was run crying. Sorry. <laughs> that was that, not shady. This was um, during... Um, Dooves when I decided to join tech for a show so that I was not like 
depressed. Well, I was really sad, but it kind of cushioned the blow a little bit because I'm like, oh, y'all need a fog machine? Y'all need someone to work a fog machine? I got you. And there's a prop in the show for a certain character that is a whip. And before every rehearsal, for about 10 minutes, this white man would practice cracking this whip. And it always felt to be in the direction of every black person sitting at the front of the rehearsal room. Okay, it fully was not, but the funny thing is that we would be sitting in We would the all front, sit together. And all we of would us. just look at, we would all look at each other every time we cracked. It was so, it was one of those things where it's like, you should not be laughing. It was so funny. Like, you'd be like, we were scared for our lives. Our, our eyes would be, we'd be like trembling. There were four of us, right? Yes, and yes. We would always be together, and every single day we'd be like, um, hi, scared. It was really funny. What if he actually like hit a, hit one of us? Oh my gosh. Like as an accident, but we were all like. Yeah, we're like. <laughs> very much so. It was a long whip too. That could have reached. It was. <laughs> The cracking sound. I can still hear it. <laughs> it haunts me. So, um, if you ever use a whip in a show, please don't crack it at black people. <laughs> he didn't crack it at us. Let's be <laughs> He didn't crack it at us. But, um, yeah, that was scary. Very, actually. What? I was scared for my life every day. <laughs> Going back to the passion question. Oh, my God. Um, are you passionate about theater? I am. What do you want to do in the future with it? concerning it just like anything what does that mean like you're like it's your it's your flame what do you want to do with it like what do you want to do surrounding it in the future what's what are your goals oh i have so many and i'm not going to tell everybody because i know white people like to steal okay. uh, <laughs> you're also suggesting we have an all caucasian audience not all but i know some of them are okay. mm-hmm. yeah we're looking at y'all uh, you're so messy. She's <laughs> so messy. Um, a lot of things. Uh, I guess the biggest one is I want to own a theater company. I will own a theater company. Period. What about you? Um, <laughs> I think I'm still developing my artistic voice, um, which is something that I continue to explore. Um. I know that I definitely, definitely, definitely want to act, um, and I'd like to do both film and stage, because I'm kind of just, I'm really getting into the world of, like, um, cinematography and stuff, and I really like the show, I know we all do, um, or most of us, Euphoria, and I think the thing that makes me really excited, I loved watching the cinematography, one of the things that makes me really excited when you hear the actors talk about it is talk about their involvement in the makeup process and the costume process and how much they add to the characters themselves and stuff. Um, and I think that that's such a unique experience to be that creatively involved in that. So I want something that I feel like I could be, you know, that involved in, you know, if it's film and stuff. Um, and then I, I really just, I love theater. Um, so yeah, something with that. I've noticed recently that I really just like feeling like I am giving voices to people who do not normally feel like they have a voice and that's something that I feel really drawn towards so something continuing in that direction love that very cute well 
I'll ask my staff if we have any openings um, for the Newell Theater Company, and I'll have them reach out if we find anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> would you like to get into why you're our beep of the week? <laughs> no, but I'd like to get into beep of the week. sick and demented <laughs> like his sink and bed are like two feet apart <laughs> girl and um his bathroom is detached like a dorm but he I, I feel like he's getting way less than he would in a dorm mm-hmm. um but anyways he moved from georgia and one video he did was explaining why he moved which is because he wants to be an actor and he said in his words new york has some of the has the top 10 acting schools in the country. So he had an audition for the Juilliard School, which, um, very competitive program, very selective. Um, over 1,800 kids audition each year, and they only accept 18 students, and that's a combination of graduate students and undergrad students. So really competitive program, and it's usually meant for people that are at a certain level with acting. They feel like decently competent because it's like you know conservatory really uh intense training all that stuff he's new to acting he auditions for the school and juilliard they have a callback round process so basically if you don't get a callback to the next round you're no longer considered for admissions he does his audition he doesn't get a callback to the next round so he's no longer considered for admissions he posts his video to keep the whole internet updated and then, you know, at first it's like, oh, you know, he's disappointed as anyone would be. You're trying to get into like a school that's like a dream school. You're disappointed. Makes sense. There are celebrities coming out, giving a pat on the back like, hey, buddy, I didn't get into my top school either. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> the voice. <laughs> but, but the crackhead fandom that decided to go and harass the Juilliard school when I, they went on these people's Instagram and left comments, thousands of comments, the most commented posts that they left, 18,300 something to be exact. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what y'all are on, but stop. You, you, they also tanked their Google reviews. They brought them down to 2.5 stars 
to the point where I'm pretty sure the Juilliard school had to make a little call to Google and be like, can you please get these little kids out of our business? Thank mm-hmm. you. Because now they're restored to normal and you see no recent um, reviews. But they also went and tried to tank the Yelp reviews. They just, they did the most. They did the gymnastics. And some people are like, oh my gosh, LOL, this is like just a joke. Why are you guys taking it so seriously? Which number one, I'm not laughing. Where's the joke? <laughs> What's funny about harassment? Um, and number two, <laughs> uh, there are some kids that are actually uh, serious about it. Like there are people writing emails that look like letters of recommendations that my teachers wrote for me when I was in high school about why this man that they do not know who, let me be clear, has never posted an acting video for the public to see. Y'all ain't even seen him act before. (laughs) And y'all are going to bat for him. Y'all are stepping into the ring. I don't understand. It's atrocious. And I'm annoyed because you know there are people that are actually trying to get in contact with the school, right? And y'all filling up their emails and stuff for making it hard. Um... But yeah, that's all I have to say on that. Uh, please stop being childish. That's it's like the definition of childish. Yeah, it's sick, demented. I hate them all. A lot of people have also been talking about how it's kind of like a display of white privilege. Like this is like an example of white privilege at its Agreed. prime. Which, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um, yeah, Alex, go on about your life. Not Alex. <laughs> Child, like, go try to act. He has a great modeling contract. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got a modeling um, contract off of this really big one. He just recently got a haircut. Did you see it? Yeah, I did see his haircut. I had to report that video because he just annoys me. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did report it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I watched some of his videos. I think he's um, he seems like a really sweet guy. I could see why he's gotten so big on TikTok. Um... I am just mostly annoyed about the children um, and what, and some of these are grown adults actually, which you should be embarrassed. That's all I have to say. You should be embarrassed that you took the time out of your day. Um, just the mob mentality, the whole uh, bullying people to get what you want, and also the lack of common sense. Like who? harasses a university to get someone in. you. Also, if he wants to audition again, they're probably never gonna accept him after this. Like, you're Girl. sick. Also, let's just say in a random world that this would never happen, that Juilliard was like, you know what? We want to see you again. <laughs> and then they accept him. How embarrassing is that to you and your to your peers that the internet had to bully your college to get you in? Yeah. Even if he auditions next year and gets in. In the back of my head, if I went to the school, I'm like, child, <laughs> is that Alex? Matt don't sit next to me in class. It's you called him Alex. Alex Webster Dictionary. <laughs> um, okay. It's very ashy. It's very white. And he ain't, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, stop being ashy, if you can, to all of his fans. Yeah. Um. Get it together. There's also a lot of misinformation spreading about the Juilliard school that I've seen. It's ra- it's random things. It's random things. It's like people being like, um, only this amount of people get in. And they like, I know it's really weird for me to be like, blah, 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 blah. I like know the specifics of the audition and stuff. So when girls are throwing out misinformation, I'm like, okay. Like there are girls that are like, wait a minute. He got rejected the same day he auditioned. That sounds suspicious. <laughs> and I'm like, no, girl, that's just how it works. That's just how it works. Hello. Um, but yeah, as the Davion said, don't be ashy. Use lotion. Yeah. 
a lot of it. Especially, <laughs> especially Alex. Um, good luck, Charlie. Please. That's not how we're ending the episode. Yes, it is. Anyway, bye, everybody.